Welcome to the Beauty and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Shawnee, and today we discuss the B-side of life, love, and business. Hope you enjoy it. It's your girl, Shani, and I'm back with another episode of the Beauty and Soul podcast. Today, we are talking about revolutionary transformations. So let's start with our quote. Never underestimate the power you have to take your life in a new direction. And that's by Jeremy Kent. So today, I would like to introduce you to Zakia Walker. Zakia is a personal revolution coach for Black women, life strategist, and speaker. Okay, sis. <laughs> <laughs> she guides high-functioning Black women through holistic lifestyle transformations. With her guidance, Black women get crystal clear on what they really desire, the habits they are keeping them stagnant, and the steps to create the life they want on purpose. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you as well. Okay, so let's just dig right into it. What caused you to pursue a career as a personal revolution life coach for Black women? Oh, that's actually a really windy road. Um, And, you know, I just happened to fall into my purpose. Um, I started coaching about five years ago. Um, And at that time, I was a spiritual, a rebellious spirituality coach, whereas I just was coaching people who were religious, um, who were spiritual, but not religious, and tried to help them maneuver in a world that um, actually was really bogged down into institutional religion. I found that um, in my time doing that, that Black women needed a different kind of help. Um, my teachings weren't really resonating with them, even though I was a Black woman. So I shifted gears and figured out um, what was it that would resonate with Black women. So I completely rebranded and like dove into what is it about those teachings that didn't resonate with Black women. And I found that we're just we're different. We don't have the specific. We don't have the same trials and tribulations and problems that other people have. We have. We have. Um, we need different help. We are unique in that the world was essentially created from our womb. So, like the the world started with black women. So we have this intrinsic need to take care of everything and put everything on our back. And um, the world essentially expects expects that from us. We have to be strong Black women all the time. And no one else is asked to be strong all the time except for Black women. Um, so uh, through my work, I also found that a lot of our pain is comes from three places. It's our ancestral trauma. Um, trauma is passed down in your DNA. And people of the African diaspora have very specific trauma because we were taken from our homeland and sold, and sold into chattel slavery, taken from our culture, stripped from our families, beaten, brutalized, raped, murdered, everything under the book. And then through reconstruction, through Jim Crow, through this entire sort of racist history, we have trauma that's deeply embedded and passed down into our, from, into our DNA. We may not have experienced this, but our ancestors have, and it's something that manifests itself in us to this day. So we have those traumatic reactions to something that we may not have experienced. Two is 
generational baggage. Because of that trauma, after that trauma, it's in your DNA, right? And you have that, then you have action. So these actions turn into sort of traditions that are passed down um, through patterns in families, um, inability to love, um, broken mother-daughter relationships, broken relationships with, with fathers, um, financial issues, poverty, things like that. Those are wrong, those are things that come from wrong teachings that were that are passed down. We started with the ancestral trauma, then we have this generational baggage and we keep passing those on. And then we have it with we have the strong black woman syndrome, whereas we're expected to do everything at all times, not have a moment of humanity, but carry the world on our shoulders and everything else. Um, so what I do is I coach black women through healing that ancestral trauma, um, getting rid of those wrong beliefs that create the ancestral baggage and saying F you to strong black woman syndrome to therefore strategically create a life that they want on purpose. So essentially, once you start healing those pieces, you can look at your life and say, what do I want my legacy to be? And start sort of retrofitting your actions your, and your thoughts and your beliefs into distilling that legacy versus having it thrown upon you. Wow. Wow. I'm just like sitting here listening and processing and just thinking God because I truly believe like, you know, he sent you to me because a lot of the things, oh. that, yeah, a lot of the things that you were just talking about, I have personally experienced. And I think a lot of other black women, I know my friends have, you know, have a yeah. lot of those issues, you know, and a lot of people don't talk about it. And a lot of us do have that strong black woman syndrome. But lately, you know, we have been trying to fight against that, um, that mindset but it definitely is a yeah. struggle. Yeah, it definitely is a struggle. Yeah, so. Yeah, the thing is, you don't know what you don't know. So until you come into contact um, with people who who are there to help you, to enlighten you, you just, you don't know why you're struggling. You're, you just know that, damn, I have crappy relationships, or damn, I can't get over these financial humps, or like I have, um, everybody needs something from me and I can't pour into my own well. Um, so I think, um, spirit actually brings you, brings you the teacher when you need it mm -hmm. to help guide you through that. And that's why we're having, uh, it's, I feel like we're having sort of a spiritual awakening where women of color are sort of coming to, into our own, knowing that we need to take care of each other. We need to take care of ourselves, um, getting reconnected in through our roots. Um, and it's something that is amazing to watch. So I, I essentially just want to help women rein it in and say, okay, we're having this awakening. Let, let's strategize. Let's be smart about it. What are the steps that need to be taken in order to heal and create the life that you want? No one's going to give it to you. You have to shake off everyone's expectations and look at it from the lens of a strategist. Um, historically, I am a marketing strategist. That is what I've been doing forever. Um, I've worked in digital, online, um, direct response, all that fun stuff. So my mind works in a strategy sort of format. So the best way to distill this information is as a legacy, as, as a legacy strategist and say, what is our end goal? And what are the steps that we need to get you there? What are the tangible steps? It's not just the woo-woo, it's not just the spirituality, all of which are part of what I teach, but they're all in service to this real tangible goal of having the life that you want. 
Right, right. Wow, that is amazing. That's amazing. So maybe um, could you share some tips on how someone could, you know, start to recreate their life the way they want? There's a there's a three step strategy of creating the life that you want to live on purpose. So the first step is to heal your way to fulfillment. So what you what we what I work with my um my clients on is when you're starting off on that regular revo- that revolutionary path, you want to work on those wrong beliefs that you have. You want to sit down and figure out: Am I living an unfulfilled life? What are the things in my life that I have not accomplished that I want to accomplish? And do I know the reasons why I have not done so? Um, so you sit and you work through, hey, what is it that's really holding me back? Are there, is there a belief system that I have that is holding me back? And then you make adjustments based on that. Um, so those are what's really hindering you from moving forward. Those wrong beliefs, those patterns that are passed down. And you have to really sit there. Um, I like to tell people to free write all of the things that they feel that are blocking them. Because when you sit down with a pen and a paper, actual tangible pen and a paper, not in front of a computer, and you write up what you feel is keeping you from your destiny, you get in there and you say, hey, and you open up things that you didn't know about. Um, step two is to release external expectations. That is releasing those things that people place upon you, which is one, that strong black woman syndrome, the expectations you take care of everybody and they monitor on people's responsibilities that are not yours. Um, so like you don't have to stop being concerned with everything you're supposed to be doing as a black woman or a strong black woman or as a woman in general. You have to define for yourself what your womanhood is for you. Um, and I like to give my clients sort of a, a an exercise here as well, where you set an alarm and you write down you write down those things that you that you actually have feel that you've accomplished, um, and you you do that free writing again. You continue to go with you set that alarm for about five minutes, and when you're done, you circle everything you've accomplished because you wanted to and you underline the things you accomplished because you were expected to. And some people come up with um, things they didn't, they didn't really see coming up. Like they became mothers because they were expected to, not because they wanted to. They went to a certain school because they were expected to, not because they wanted to. Um, and you'll see the real line of delineation between things you've done because you wanted to and things because you um, the outside expected you to. Now, once you go through that, you have a real idea of how much of your life has been in service to other people versus in service to yourself. Um, So then step three, here is where you understand what your priorities are, what has been blocking you, and really where you want to go. So this is where you begin to create your life on purpose. Um, What I like to do is um, walk women through creating a mission statement. What is it, your legacy? What is it that you want to do with your life? Um, so you break it down into what you value, what your values are, what your priorities are, and the non-negotiables in your life. Um, and those pieces create your mission statement. Um, so those are the three steps that I would say would guide you, um, would would help you get started on the personal revolution. My personal mission statement um, is to honor my lineage by guiding Black women through holistic life transformation and to foster generational healing through coaching, mentorship, and spiritual attunement. 
Um, so everything I do is in service to that goal. Right. Um, so I think that, that it's, 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 I don't want mean to make it sound easy because it's not, no. um, it's simple. These are simple things to do. It's simple things to say, but the work is work. Girl, yes. Tell me about it. It's work. It's a journey. You know, it's yeah. a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in, in a month. Um, you're always going to be working through these things, you know. Um, but I do think it's important to let people know that it is possible, you know, it is possible to to adjust your life to a life that's better fitting towards you, you know. Um, Absolutely. I came from a place where I was, I, I came from a place where I had um, attempted suicide twice. I was on my way out of here. I didn't care about anything to a place where I'm helping women transform their lives. Um, and it's a complete 180 and I feel joy in it every single day. And to think that I was going to take myself out and I would not have been able to be here and be of service to these women whose lives have just gone in miraculous places. And it would have almost been selfish of me to, to eliminate myself from the equation. And I am, but I had to, I had to have that, that moment where I was just like completely broken and I built myself back up. That's the process of destroying and rebuilding. You burn everything down to the ground and you start from the bottom up with your foundation and build those blocks up. Yes. Yes. I agree. You know, a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and if you listen to anyone, you know, um, anybody that, you know, people would admire, I love Oprah. Um, but you know, everybody, everybody had to go through that breaking point, myself included, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? We all have to get, to that lowest point for us to say, you know what, enough is enough. I'm going to do things mm-hmm. differently, you know? So right. um, it's painful, but it is necessary. It's, necessary. it's, at, it's at, Transformation is not easy, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I, I always say that it's, it's, it, it's going to hurt like hell. But yep. when you come over that other side, baby, Mm-hmm. Can't nobody tell you nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Like I, I always, you know, reflect on um who I was, you know, let's just say ten years ago. Like the shiny quill that I am today and the shiny quill that I was ten years ago is totally, totally different. You know, and I'm grateful for, um, you know, the dark times because it's made me into the woman that I am now and I'm becoming the woman of my dreams. And that's what I want everybody to to feel like, you know. Exactly. There is no light if there is no dark. They they don't exist without the other. So you do definitely have to go through those things. Yes, yes. The, The question is a matter of whether you're going to let it happen by happenstance. Or are you going to take the reins and guide your life? And that's where people differ. Some people just let it happen and say, okay, I'm down. I was down and now I'm up and just hoping for it to get better or say, okay, I'm down. Now what am I going to do to get back up and shift gears and ensure that what I do from now on, even if I fall down, I'll have the necessary, necessary tools to know that I can get back up. Right. Exactly. 
Exactly. But you know what? Podcasts like this and different inspirational um, things that are being put into the media is really, really helpful for people who are kind of stuck and stagnant. You know what I'm saying? Because, Definitely. You know, that's why this work is so important because I was once that person that was stuck and stagnant, like, oh, this don't feel right, but I don't know what to do, you know, but they didn't have podcasts that I was listening to back in the day. But thank God, you know, we have different ways of communicating with the public, you know, to put that positively, positivity out there. Absolutely. And there's, it's just a blessing that we just have so many resources. And even for all the negative things about social media and, um, the cyber world, there's all so many positive things. Um, when I was looking to build myself back up and find my purpose, it was helpful for me to, I, I found my therapist online and I found, I found my coaches because that, that was, was ne- necessary for me to heal, to reach out to people that could help me heal. You can't do it on your own. It's just not even feasible. We weren't, we weren't placed here to do it on our own. Um, but if I didn't, if the internet wasn't a thing and all of this wasn't occurring, I wouldn't have even known that coaches existed. And these women saved my life. Um, so I am all about like going out there and finding a resource and investing in what I need to keep myself healthy. Exactly. Me too, girl. Me too. Okay. So I want to just touch on, you know, we talked about um, the strong black women syndrome, um, but mm-hmm. with, with your coaching, what are, you know, what are a few issues that you've noticed with, um, with women regarding the strong black women syndrome? Black women love to take responsibility for everybody else's crap. We love it. It's like that thing. It's, it's almost like we get a trophy for that. <laughs> I don't want to curse on your podcast, but it's almost Girl, like I do. I that, which <laughs> the trophy for that, which which we don't. We're we're out here. We're taking care of our families. We're taking care of people who don't work. We're taking care of crappy spouses, and it's just like we we always want to build somebody up or build or take on someone else's responsibilities or be someone else's bailout plan. But here's the thing about that. When you do that, you're causing yourself undue stress. You're giving too much energy to other people and selfish as hell. No one does anything that is not um, out of their own self-interest, no matter how much they tell you. Now, if you're, you have this sort of white knight syndrome or what I call them as Captain Savings, like if you want to save everybody all the time, it's not because you're such a noble person. There is a part of you that feels feels good about being that person that needs that that needs to be the person that rides in with your with your cape on and saves other people because you want to feel wanted by those people you want the world to say hey you did this you want some sort of congratulations or you want even the your own self-efficacy to make you feel like you've done something when you're essentially not only are you damaging yourself you're damaging other people because you're not making them take responsibility for their shit yep so that's one of the primary things that we that I really work on is breaking down that captain say that captain save them nonsense. Stop saving folks. You can't save people until you save yourself. That's right. Grown people take care of themselves. Period. And if you can't find your own reason to really be alive and 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 thrive, that's something we need to work on as well. Because you should be working on your legacy versus saving everybody else from their nonsense. Exactly. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm, girl. Mm, sips my tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's good right there. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's so true. Like, and I'm and I can be transparent and just say that that is a struggle that I'm overcoming. You know what I'm saying? And I know so many other black women who are, you know, it's just yeah. um it's just unfortunate, but we gotta take our power back. We have to take our power back for sure, for sure. Wow, well, girl, you um, you are changing lives out here, and I love it. I'm so so oh. excited for your work and your future. This is like amazing because you know if if we heal ourselves, then everybody else is going to start taking care of themselves because we will be taking and, care of ourselves. And as we heal ourselves, we're healing generations. Um, if we go back, if we go back to the beginning of the conversation, when I in, discussed that trauma was passed down through DNA and then that um, general, generational baggage was also passed down through action. Once we heal ourselves, we're able to transmute that, that DNA and that changes. So when we have children, um, that trauma that was there, we've, we've done our work to heal that. Those wrong beliefs that were passed down to us, we've deaded those. So we're creating generations of more healthy people. Yes. Yes. I agree with that too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I see that within, within my, my own household with, with my daughters, you know, um, mm -hmm. My relationship with my mother is one way, but my relationship with my daughters is totally different, you know? Um, and that's really, really important for us to make sure that we are establishing healthy relationships for our family so that we're promoting healthy relationships, you know, to our children so that they can treat people in the world, you know, how they should be treated. Yeah. And black mother-daughter relationships are like super complicated. Um, <laughs> Um, I and as I, I was reflecting on it yesterday, because obviously because um, of of Mother's Day, and my mother my mother passed away two years ago, and we had a hella complicated relationship. But there are some amazing things that she taught me, and there are some things where I'm like, okay, sis, right? That's not that's going that's that's going to be enough. So I have to. I know that's how you learn, but I I, I got to change that because that that's not the way to go. Um, but my mother had that, my mother definitely has strong black woman syndrome where she took care of everybody but herself. And if I'm being completely honest with you, I believe my mother's not here today because she put everybody else on her back and didn't take the time to heal her own inner self. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to be that. I don't want to go to, my mother was 54 when she passed away. I don't, I don't want to be that person. I have too much life to live. So I have to change those patterns, right? And ensure that people are learning these things so they don't leave their children behind. It's painful as hell not having a mother, even, even at my age, even in my thirties. Um, but this is what's happening every day. Yes. And if we're preserving even our own mortality, we have to make changes. Yes, I agree. We have to. We have to. And I noticed that same thing with within my mom, too. I think a lot of the issues that we have is because of that strong black women syndrome. You know, absolutely. Um, they don't ask. 
they don't ask white women to do that. White women don't have to be strong all the time. They get to be damsels in distress. They get to have weaknesses. They just get to have the full range of human emotions. Whereas black women, we have to we have to be strong all the time. Look at the way we're depicted in film. We're depicted fully in the media. We don't, we, it's only recently that we've had, you know, a full range of what it's like to actually be a black woman. And that's only from black women creatives like Shonda Rhimes, like Ava DuVernay. Um, so that's in lim- that limited. So the way we're depicted is sometimes how we is how we sort of interact with ourselves, the way we see our, even our mothers don't even want to show us the full range of their emotions. I was grown before I really like, my mother like really became the type of person that told me she loved me like consistently, you know? So it was just like, I know she did, yeah, mm-hmm. but there's that, there's that sort of iron fist sort of thing because you know it's a cold world and you want to raise your children to be able to withstand it. but there's this beauty in this world too. And if when we're raised so hard, you don't really understand that. All you know is all you know about beauty is there's a beautiful struggle somewhere. Yeah. And I reject that notion. I reject that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree completely, completely. You know, and hopefully, you know, as we work um on ourselves, like I said, you know, we can pass that on to them. I mean, that's my that's my prayer for my relationship with my mom, like as I continue to do the work with me, then hopefully that will inspire her to start doing the work on herself so that she can start taking care of herself so she can, you know, be happier. Mm-hmm, exactly. You, I read this quote. Um, it was it was a meme on Facebook yesterday or I think it was yesterday. And it said, um, your family will shun you and your family will no. your family will shun you, but they don't understand you're out here fixing generational curses. Oh. And that is some true stuff because they, yeah. they don't understand what you're trying to do. They'll talk about you crazy, talk about you're into this, that, and the third. But what they don't understand is that this is part of your healing process. And it's not just for me, it's for you. Exactly. I agree a thousand percent with that also. <laughs> I mean, they just don't get it, you know. Um, Heart, Somebody heart. has to break the cycle. It has to. It has to be broken into pieces, torched, buried, everything. Yes, it yeah. has to be. It has to be. It has to be. I, I refuse. Well, I already said, told myself it's going to be with me because I refuse. You know, for my mm-hmm. daughters to deal with. You know, the stuff that I had to deal with. It's just not going to happen. It's just absolutely. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And you have to have that type of mindset. Like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. You know, I'm going to put my pride to the side and I'm going to find me a therapist or I'm going to, yeah. you know, find a way to budget my money better so that I don't have to worry about my finances or I'm going to go to school. or I'm going to do whatever I have to do so that I make sure that, you know, who's coming after me, they're taken care of. Absolutely. And absolutely. And, and that's something that, that takes up, like I said before, I I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't have the work of have my therapist, if I didn't have my coaches, I come from a place where, um, I didn't know much. I don't know much about um, financial responsibility. When I started making money, I just started spending it. Like I, I want all the things, but then I had to realize, okay, in order to secure a future, I need to learn more about finances. So what did I do? I got a financial coach because well, where was this information going to come from? Osmosis, I didn't know it. So right. I had to find people who do. And I think um, 
black women are so so scared to go out and find resources besides the church and Jesus that's going to help them out. Look, (laughs) you got to go somewhere else. You got to go go to people who had the training, who did, who done the work that they're supposed to do. Exactly. Mm Hmm. I agree with that. You know, and you can't be afraid to invest in yourself. Absolutely. You peep, you find money to invest in everything else. You will find the money to invest in yourself. Um, there's been times when I've invested my last in, in a business coach, but I can tell you the ROI on that was impeccable. I, I invested the last a few thousand dollars I had because I wanted my business to propel. And then three months after that, I had made tenfold what I had invested, but I had to take that chance. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Because like you said, you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you all, I'm always watching and I'm all, I'm very observant. I'm always watching how people move, observing. Um, And I want to, if I see you doing something that I feel as though is going to make sense in my legacy strategy, I want to know how you're doing it. Even, even people who aren't coaches or, or something like that, reach out and say, Hey, I'm looking for a mentor. If it may be an hour a month, can I, can I talk to you? There are ways that you can source this information. And when you start putting it out there that you want to heal, that you want to grow, everything conspires for your good. You'll start seeing manifestations and things you didn't know were happening, but it's because you stepped out there on faith. You stepped, you didn't know what the hell you were doing, but you did it. You stepped out anyway. So then things are being attracted to you. You didn't know where you were going to get this money for this coach, but you figured it out. That came to you. You didn't know how you were going to pay for a therapist and, and, but it came to you. You didn't know how you were going to move out of a space that you were miserable in for your own sanity, but you, you, it came to you. And that's what starts to happen when you tell yourself in the world, I'm done with the bullshit. I'm ready to elevate. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got nothing else. Facts. <laughs> I know that for sure. <laughs> I know that for sure. Okay, well, I'm not going to keep you much longer because we can do this all day. I already can tell. Um, but, <laughs> but how can people get in touch with you, um, you know, so that they can get their lives together? Absolutely. Um, you can visit my website with Zakia.com. That's with Z-A-K-I-Y-Y-A-H.com. I know my name is a little difficult to spell. Blame my parents. Um, all my social media is the same. It's still with Zakia on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Feel free to reach out or shoot me an email at get it at with Zakia.com. I am like totally reachable. Okay, awesome. Okay, so now let's get into my second favorite part of the show. I'm going to give you three words, and you give me the first word that comes to mind, okay? Okay. All right, so the first word is life. Legacy. Love it. Love. Partner. Oh, that's nice. And business. Money. Yes. I like all those responses. <laughs> we can be friends. <laughs> okay, Zakia. Well, it really was a pleasure chatting with you on the podcast. You dropped some really, really great information for everyone. And I know um, they're really going to benefit from it. So thank you so much for being on the show. 
thank you for having me. I'm I'm just so excited to be able to talk with like-minded people like you who are doing the real work to help help women out and help us understand that look, there is a platform for women like us, you know, that are looking to heal and grow and be the best that we can be. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friend. So did Zakia get us together or no? You ain't got to say nothing. I already know the answer. The answer is yes. She definitely got us together. So listen, if you're feeling stuck and you don't know what to do, you don't know how to get out of your situation, you're just not feeling like yourself, definitely hit her up because she's proven that she can help you navigate this thing called life. So the feature song for this episode is Something New by PJ. I chose Something New because in this episode, we're talking about hitting the reset and creating a life that fits who we want to be. And at the end of the day, we all deserve that and we all deserve something new. So enjoy. Soul podcast where we discuss the B side of life, love, and business. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, keep God first and don't forget to share, rate, and subscribe. Until next time.